Pass the place. Out where the fake news is muffled. Pass the point where politicians get silent. Where facts don't care about your feelings. Where PC is DOA. This is that place. Welcome to the last stop on the right. As Shaka Zulu <laughs> told Edward G. Robinson, when when Julia Child solved the Hodge conjecture, <laughs> the last pod is the best pod. Yo. Shaka Zulu and Julia Child. Yeah, man, you knew that was going to happen. Well, you know, you, you, it was only a matter of time before those two collided in yeah. a sentence. <laughs> Separated by Edward G. Robinson. Hi, I'm Edward G. Robinson, see? The great gangster actors of all time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Julia Child would be mortified to be a sentence with either one of those guys, I'm quite sure. Uh, you're a shocker, what? <laughs> Welcome, my friends. It is the last pod on the right here at laststopontheright.com. And, of course, through the outstanding America's Podcast Network. K-L-R-N Radio dot net. So we got a lot going on today. I am Ben Crystal. I am Mike Abel. And uh, and and how you feeling, Mike? You, you got the coronavirus? No, I don't. You got the woohoo flu? No, 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 no woohoo flu. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. You don't have. I'm bored, but you, don't have you know, Chinese space aids or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> no, Jesus God, with this nonsense. Uh, so you're no. all right, good. Everybody's okay. I have I, you. I am good. We do both know people. Not to be, you know, I'm going to downplay what's going on. We both know at least one guy that has come down with this. Yes. However, it should be noted for the purpose of discussion that the individual to whom we're referring was severely immunocompromised already. Yes. So, you know, again, before everybody freaks out and thinks, oh, God, we're all going to die. <laughs> the, uh, the, ho- oh, the house dog is tearing the situation up. We, uh, well, we had to change... We're going to have to restart. We, we, <laughs> that we had to change locations. Right. Dude. Hang on. And thinks we're all going to die. Uh, it is still for all of the hype. And I'm not trying, again, I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm not trying to say don't take it seriously. Don't, you know, don't be stupid. And like, don't go make out with like, you know, dirty looking hookers behind seedy looking bars and stuff. <laughs> I feel like that's probably good advice under most circumstances. <laughs> Snorting coke off of their butts. That's yeah, okay. I mean, probably but, want to avoid that know, for the time right. being. <laughs> just going to put that out there. <laughs> yeah. My mom just heard that. <sighs> Anyhow, that's just a, that's just a saying, you know, you know what just it, happened right now? Thing. My mom just looked up from the computer and my old man just looked over and went, I told you <laughs> <laughs> it was only a matter of time before he let you down, honey. <laughs> we, uh, but I don't want to downplay because I don't, I don't, I want people to understand that anything like this should be taken seriously. But uh, again, I don't know of anyone that has acquired it that was not either seriously, you know, putting themselves in positions where they're around a lot of damn people, you know, like uh, like Fredo from CNN. Right. Okay. But yeah, I mean, consider the life that guy leads or were already in a situation where kind of health was an issue anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, there are. But they're changing the rules about it every 10 seconds. It looks like. You know, it's definitely that people can have it, but not mm-hmm. 
show the symptoms of it. I mean, you know, Chris Cuomo, of course, well, he he did he has shown symptoms yeah, but, of it. You but, know, we learned the hard way down here in the Peach State. Well, our governor did. <laughs> yes. Jesus God, was that a disaster for him? <laughs> yeah, and I understand because all in all the you know the hardcore Republicans are out there now saying, well, what he meant to say was because he misspoke, and I'm like, it doesn't hey, it doesn't really matter. No. I like the guy, I really do. I mean, I do too. He's fine, but under this circumstances, now hell, he was just flat wrong. Just take the L. Yes. Just come on. Oh, no. Well, see what he meant to say was. <laughs> see what happened was he was walking down the street, minding his own business. And and what? He forgot that coronavirus can be spread asymptomatically. Come on. <laughs> well, what, I mean, how many he, people have said when that? He's, when he's walking down the street from the CDC yeah. to the governor's building. I'm like, dude, y'all, yeah, you can see the CDC close. from the state capitol. <laughs> they're pretty close. Uh, I mean, I know over at the governor's mansion on East Paces Ferry. Which is is very nice in a very nice neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, the Georgia Governor's Mansion, by the way, is what I'm referring to here. Yes, uh, it's on East Paces Ferry Road in uh, Atlanta. Uh, you'd think, be like, you know what? Just go back inside, learn, and then come back out. Yes. <laughs> no. Nope. Learn what? Just learn. Just learn some just, stuff. Just, just figure. Don't it out. do that. Don't add to the to the <laughs> wrongness. That's uh, so much of this stuff is wrong. The things that people say and. It's very disappointing in a lot of ways, and we'll get into that today. But also, it's very, um, I find it sort of eye-opening. Yeah. Because yeah, people, I mean, as we've talked about here on the program, and you've mentioned it on the program, people, are, a person can be smart. People are dumb. Oh, yes. And people are, it's like the last week or so, everybody is just going, it's like humanity is out trying to out-stupid itself. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody's out there, it's like, I'm going to do something incredibly stupid. I'm going to do something way stupider than that. Yeah, hey, we'll hold my beer and watch that. this because I've right. got this covered. And it's like, oh, come on, Wayne, what are you doing? Right. And the amount of, of misinformation that gets reported as fact, and that it has to be altered. Right. You know, like the whole thing with the masks. And they're like, yeah, masks won't help. Oh, crap. I'm meant to be wearing one. The, oh, the media's out there saying like, oh, you don't have to wear masks. And I think it was Vox. Now, granted, it's Vox. And, and if there is an organization out there that is wrong more than Vox, <laughs> I don't, I, the Flat Earth Society. <laughs> right. I mean, there's not that many people out there that could just beclown themselves more than Vox. But they have now gone back on their reporting that masks won't help. And then we find out that their writers who were doing the articles about how masks won't help, while they were publishing those, they were all buying up masks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you guys suck. Mm-hmm. So now you're not only wrong, but you're kind of evil. That's lousy. Yeah, well. That's lousy. But I tell you what, we're going to get into all this today. Michael, why don't you pop the lid on the dumpster and tell us what is stinking up the joint this week at the last pod on the right? All right. Well, you got uh, Dems for Death. Yes. The uh, Of course, the Democrat media complex roots for the virus. Yeah, they really have, man, rah, in a rah, lot of rah, ways. Kick them in the knee. <laughs> rah, rah, rass. Kick them in, in the other, other knee. knee. There you go. There you go. <clears throat> um, uh, not helping. Uh, hating the heroes. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that the my pillow here guy is a hero. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not putting him on a level with like dude, dude. you know the dudes that are trying to figure out a vaccine for this on the front lines or whatever. But my man took a ration of crap this week that he did not deserve. That he did not deserve. So we wanted to. T- I want to talk about that a little bit right. today. We can do that. We can do that. Uh, Chinese arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Chicom version doesn't really add up. Everything does it? they've told us about the virus has turned out to be well deliberately wrong in their case. Exactly. I mean, and uh, we keep going back to that same conspiracy theory that looks more and more like what actually happened. 
And I, you know, I made fun of, I didn't make fun of mom, but I was, you know, I presented mom as doing a little bit of the conspiracy theory thing. She's yeah, like, oh, you know, right. and I, I think the hog may have gotten in on this one. Too. And they're like, oh, this was, this is actually an experiment by the Chinese. More and more, we're getting closer to, cl- and closer to that being, po- to being, I'm going to say closer to closer to that being possible. It already was possible. We are closer and closer to running out of alternatives. Right. Uh, theories of what's going on here. Because their story about the wet market, that doesn't watch anymore. Right. So, yeah. Uh, we're going to go full fascist. Mm-hmm. And the left lets out their inner later version. Yeah, man. They are, all of a sudden, they are like, you must show our papers and we must dictate who is talking to on the TV. They were trying to censor the president of the United States. That was the thing this week. The whole Democrat media complex got together, led, uh, <laughs> and this is probably why it didn't work out, kids. A you know, little, little pro tip from your buddy Ben here. If you're going to have someone spearhead an effort to mute the president of the United States, Rachel Maddow, <laughs> probably not your first choice if you're smart. Yeah, well. I'm like, could you pick someone less appealing? I'm really, it's like, oh, I'm Rachel Maddow from MSNBC. And uh, I don't think the president should be allowed <laughs> no. to be hired anymore. I'm like, God, you are just the most unattractive human being on earth. No, <laughs> that is not an attack on her gender identity <clears throat> or her sexuality. It is an attack on the fact that she is an enormously unappealing human being. And she was the one they had leading the charge this week. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing that you guys keep losing. That's why. It's, like, well, it's incredible. Yeah. You put your worst players on the field for every play and they go, I don't understand why this isn't working better. Uh, talk about hold my beer and watch this. I know. It's like every time. I know, right? Just keep right on going here. The The Uh, next, you thought that was dumb. Wait until they come up with next. And uh, of course, uh, Jeff and Harvey, they just won't go away. Story buried quickly this week. There was a new little nugget about those two this week that uh, Mm. apparently Epstein was pipelining girls to Weinstein. (laughs) Well, and imagine that the whole time. So you've got now you've got a story involving and of course, it's not going to get reported. And even if the coronavirus wasn't happening right now, it still wouldn't get reported. Right. Because ain't no way they want to touch this. But the line between convicted rapist Harvey Weinstein, dead pedophile rapist Jeffrey Epstein, the Clintons, the Hollywood elite. I mean, hell, man. Oprah Winfrey, for God's sake, Mm -hmm. is in this. And it's like, well, they shuffled that under the rug as quickly as they could. Well, your buddy Ben and your buddy Mike, (laughs) we are here to lift the rug and pull all that crap back out. (laughs) So y'all can get a look at it. What's under there? You can get a look at it. So uh, I got to start with this. I I know uh, we had our little menu of stuff that we're going to do today, and we'll get to some of it probably maybe possible here at the last pod on the right I want to remind everybody real quick check us out on facebook when you get a chance last pod on the right facebook group the last stop on the right facebook group is is fairly cool it what it really is is an easy way for you to check uh catch up on the podcast and visit us online you can come find me and mikey through our facebook page because we're both in there and you just like send us a friend request yep also you can go to the website at laststoponthewright.com and uh you can send us email I want to appreciate, I want to say a word of appreciation to the hog. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, I think his state, as I heard this week, his state is now, I mean, they're headed toward like total lockdown. And, uh, and my man is, hand, he's handling it. I don't think he's having all that much fun. Where is he? He's in, he's, uh, well, he's a Packer backer. Wisconsin? Yeah, I'm not sure he's, I don't want to say where he's from. He might not want us to do that. Okay. I just figured we know he's state. a Packers fan. I, I just figured the state, yeah, but we'll, whatever. We'll put it there, but uh, yeah, he's uh I think my my man is hanging in there, but he's about had it. 
I think he's about had it with all of this crap. And well, I think that the hog. I think is, a lot of people are. Well, that's my point, though. One of the things I like about you know the, the people that email us on a regular basis, we hear from is this is pe- these are people who are representative of a fairly wide swath, wide swath demographically. Right. And it's not just one guy like the hog out there. These are the people that Hillary Clinton ignored in 2016, and then went and voted for Trump because she told him to get stuffed. Right. Specifically, like those northern tier states. I mean, she never even visited Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. She never visited Michigan. She barely she ignored Western PA, except to go and insult them. I mean, these these are people who represent a, a much more. It's it's not popular to acknowledge that the average person in this country is still a pretty regular cat, and the racial identity may have changed some over the years. I mean, if you, the average American, if you could boil us all down into one guy, probably be a little darker hued than white, not quite Latino, but, you know, a little darker right, hued than right. white. Um, but, you know, it's like we've talked about before. To the average person, and I think one of these things that the, pe- that the media, the Democrat media complex, and the Republicans to an extent, tend to forget when they are gas bagging this COVID-19 stuff, is that to the average person, the primary goal each day is still get up, get to work, get paid, get food on the table, get to bed. Right. I mean, that's why if you got kids, then you're thinking about them. So the difficulties the average first person is facing right now have almost nothing to do with the virus specifically. So when these guys come out here and they dismiss people like the hog, say, oh, you guys, you don't get it. Or you're, you know, you're a MAGA person. You're garbage anyway. They either don't care or actively despise you. And I'm like, this is this is the stuff that comes back this fall, you know, because they've tried everything they could think of and nothing's working. Right. Uh, and it bites them on the butt because in the midst of this COVID nineteen stuff, what you've had is these people have retreated further into their bubble as they always do, and now it's no longer they don't even address topics that matter to the average person anymore. No. You know, it's just, it's everything has to be political. You can't get out the door without hearing a Democrat tell you why Trump's response to X, Y, and Z is insufficient. Or they've even got some of the drones out there saying blood on his hands, which is, of course, ludicrous. They actually had Chuck Todd, uh, who is a pundit who just ruined uh, Meet the Press on NBC. And he asked, even Biden was like, that's extreme. Because he's like, is there blood on the president's hands? Even Joe Biden was like, uh, I think that's over the line. Right. But this is, you know, when they do this stuff, I mean, it is, it's an almost singular focus on the politics of it. And so you turn around and you say, well, what about the way this might affect the average person? Now, we don't have time for that. We're trying to figure out if we can twist Trump's words to make it sound like he said something he didn't say back in January. Even though at that point it doesn't really matter because the Chinese were still lying to us about what was going on. Right. You know, and if you're a guy like the hog or anybody else, really, that's just an average person, that doesn't even, that's like almost offensive because there's no universe in which that helps anybody. Right. And we taught, you talked about the the attacking the heroes was on the menu. And I, uh, I couldn't help but notice. The way they went after the my pillow guy, it became kind of a meme. You know, it was gonna be goofy because he's gonna, no matter what his backstory is, he's gonna be the my pillow guy. And he is known for donating to conservative causes, so you know the lefties are gonna hate him anyway. But my man just turned his factory around, retooled. They're gonna make fifty thousand N95 masks mm-hmm. a day. 
instead of my pillow. They do. There's no profit margin in that for these guys. Hey, the dude's my hero, man. I love my my pillow. Well, I, ha- I you know uh, it's both funny. Of, both of them. The, I love them. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because ir- it, irrespective of all of this, because I don't buy stuff for political reasons. Right. I right. buy. I like when it comes to pillows. <laughs> I don't give a damn if like. <laughs> If literally like Ludwig von Mises himself had autographed the damn thing, if it's a brick, I don't want it. Right. I have, we, we in our house, we have two my pillows. Mm-hmm. We got them a while back. They're awesome. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the guy's politics. No. I didn't even know the guy's politics when we got them. We tried. Me, me either. Fell I'm, victim to a TV infomercial. I was supposed to say, I heard it on TV. Yep. And then the other reason that I bought it was because it came highly rated. Mm-hmm. Lots of folks were like, dude, I love it. It's really nice. Love it. So, but whatever. Okay. Right, so the right. guy makes pillows and um, he's got a, an interesting backstory of overcoming addiction and the rest of it. And that's all very nice. It's very American dreamy, actually. It's a very nice story. Mm-hmm. You would think this would be an individual that we would celebrate. But of course, since his politics are unacceptable to the left, that's all they <laughs> want to talk about. Right. So you got this guy at the White House and he's saying, hey, listen, I've got this factory. We make my pillows. We are going to retool. We are going to churn out 50,000 masks a day. Well, there goes your profit margin. Right. Okay. So this guy is saying he's going to keep paying his people. Right. So he is keeping his factory open. That's a lot of jobs. He is going to basically abandon his profit margins for as long as this takes because I can promise you, even though government contracts tend to be a little overstuffed, the reality is you're not going to make enough on N95 masks to cover what I'm sure is a very healthy profit margin on my pillows. <laughs> right. So all of that happens, and all that the Democrat media complex wanted to talk about is what a, you know, uh, just what a terrible guy this is. They want to make fun of him. I'm sitting there going, you know, this dude, you know, like many, this is a dude who is putting a stop to his life in for all intents right, and purposes. Right, right. I mean, this is a guy who's saying, okay, what I do, what we do here is we make this one product, basically. We make my pillows. And I can tell you right now, kids, if you know anything about industrial engineering, you don't have to know much to know that the mechanism, well, I was going to say, the mechanism by which my pillows are produced is very different from the mechanism by, the, uh, by which N95 masks or any other perishable item would be, or consumer item would be produced. Right. So you got to retool your machines. You've got to retrain your employees. You're going to have to reprogram your computers because at least some of that stuff's being done assembly line. So something's running the gears. I mean, you don't even think about it, but stuff like the conveyor belt is going to have to move at a different speed because the my pillow is much bigger than an N95 mask. Right. So all of these things are going to happen, and in a, in very short order. It, they're not wasting time. They're doing it. Right. And you don't think about how much of an effort it takes to change a major industrial production facility. And I would say anything that is operating with an assembly line would qualify. Well, you know, and like I like even the local folks you hear. Yeah. Like these breweries or the or the distilleries and that like, are we're in town. Make, they're like, we're going to stop. We're going to start making hand sanitizer. Which, you know, and keep in mind when they do that, for example, you got these big tanks, right? Uh, we'll pick a... Um, a brewery here in town that's doing who's who around here is doing uh, it's uh, a gold gold coast distillery. gold coast distillery okay that is a savannah area but this is not a part of a chain I mean, we're not you know throwing the love think, to... i think they mainly do bourbon okay but... so they make booze locally mm-hmm. that's all they do and and 
T-shirts, right? <laughs> well, yeah. <Okay>. Well, <laughs> they have those shipped in. So they make booze. Right. Now, they are going to change their production facilities to make something chemically very different. You can drink bourbon. If you drink hand sanitizer, if you drink bourbon, you wake up with a headache. If you drink hand sanitizer, you wake up dead. Right. All right. Yeah, it's an alcohol product. But all of those tanks have to be changed. Mm -hmm. Everything, all the lines have to be, and I'm not just talking cleaned like we all know that they do. I'm talking sanitized. Right, Everything's right. going to, and then once it's over, that all has to be, be put reversed. Back. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. It's like, you know. man, you got hand sanitizer in there, and then all of a sudden you're, even you got to reverse if, that. Yeah, even if you're not going to put any kind of like aloe scent in it. If you're literally just making basic recipe hand sanitizer, that kind of alcohol is not the stuff that you want to drink, kids. Nah. So when that is done being in, and also it's incredibly corrosive to your line, so that's going to be an issue. Right. So you've got a local, this is a small business. This well, is you, a brewery. You know, the, just, the, the, other, the other alcohol is incredibly corrosive to my lines. Yeah. But, but, but anyway. You drink enough of it, you can find out the <laughs> yeah, hard way. They, uh, and this is a small business. <laughs> and they're ignored, basically, because they're, you know, it's, it's almost like we're waiting. When these guys do stuff like this, it's almost like we're waiting. Well, are their politics acceptable? Kids... If somebody is doing something to help, okay, and you can you can judge whether it's of the goodness of their heart or not, or because they're doing it for the exposure or not, and then there's there's a little bit of marketing in all of this. Well, we need to be honest yeah. about that, and that's fine. <laughs> if your first thought when you hear it's the My Pillow guy or the Gold Coast Distillery guy or whoever the hell it is is shifting production from X to Y to help, if your first thought is yeah, but who do they give political money to? Then you are the problem, not them. Right. That's you gumming up the works. That's you introducing something. You know what? Put a part. Put the partisanship aside. Okay, we'll put the partisanship aside. And I will simply say to you, if, you know, whatever your political leanings, if somebody says to you, hey, we've got this problem, you've got a shortage of X, I make Y, but for the time being, I will make X, okay? And I'll take the hit. I'm going to lose money on this, but I'll just do it. And you go, yeah, but uh, who did you give the most money to in the last electoral cycle? <laughs> yeah, that's he, dumb. He's helping. What are you doing? You know, what are you, and I asked this of a number of people and I was on Twitter, um, when that whole thing was going, I think it was Tuesday or it was either Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember when they had the big press conference. Right. Uh, and again, at last stop OTR is where you can find us on Twitter at last stop OTR. But I'm on Twitter and I see the Democrat media complex, the media guys come out and all of these, and they all call themselves reporters and none of them are by the way. And they're all talking about, Oh my God, the, my pillow guy. Right. He's got the my pillow guy up there. I'm like, you know what? You may object to the my pillow guy. You may be puritanical and not like his history with drugs. You may be a screaming left wing douchebag and find his political leanings uh, outweigh what he's doing. But the reality is, how do you? How do you? And I'm, I asked a number of these reporters. I'm like, as a you say, you're a reporter. You say you're a journalist. Okay, you are supposedly presenting an unbiased look at what is actually. You're just telling us what's happened. That's what you say you do. Right. Whether it be the guys from CNN or MSNBC or whatever, but you say you are a journalist, a reporter. At what point does it matter? As to the, I mean, if you're, if you're transmitting the news to the people, 
How can you look at a situation like that and say any the, that an important part of the story is who the dude votes for? That's not, yeah. How do you do that? I mean, I mean how why? Are, why? who are you benefiting with why? that? And put aside the partisanship. If this had happened back when Obama was in office, of course, it did happen when Obama was in office. It was H one N one, and Obama ignored it. Right, and Obama ignored it, but that apparently is no longer functional. We've got a Barry Obama story actually coming up here, but uh, um, if the during the Obama era something like this had happened, and anybody had said, "Yeah, okay, that guy's helping," but uh, he gives to you know he gave to the Kennedys or I don't know, pick he gives he donates to Pelosi, right. Like, well, so what? I mean, yeah, I don't like the fact that he donates to Pelosi because Pelosi is filth. But it's mighty nice that he's going to flop his yeah, factory. Or my man's taken it in the pants for a couple of months to help out. I, I You can't fault him for nope. that. And I certainly don't think that were I calling myself a journalist. And it, this is something that we all always need to examine, the fact that there are really very few journalists left. Mm-hmm. Because not the the only thing the, he was not the only problem they had this week. Our our good media pals, uh, they also flipped out over on one of their own. I don't know. You saw this? The chick from One America News Network. What's her name? Uh, Chanel Rian. Mm-hmm. Well, the other White House press corps people don't like the fact that she's in there because they think OANN has a conservative lean. OANN does have a conservative lean, but it is no more profound than the liberal lean that we see from most of them. Right. They flipped out. They actually started leaving her like unsigned little hate notes. <sighs> yeah. I mean, literally, they were like leaving, like it's, it's like high school. And I'm like, this is what you people are like and you don't understand. So you're going you're gonna to whine about your, who your colleagues are that you don't get to vet them. Hey, guess what? You're a reporter. In the White House press corps, your opinion on this means nothing. By definition, it should mean nothing. Right. We don't yeah. even want to know your opinion. No. Nope. Certainly not about your bloody colleagues. Do you even care? Oh, well, she asked Trump easy questions. She asked Trump questions that make sense and are worthwhile to be answered. While you idiots are up there asking about, how come you let the my pillow guy help out when you know he's like XYZ conservative? Who cares? I mean, seriously, who cares? This is what you guys do with your time? Fine, go ahead. Fine, go ahead. I will say this, though. It isn't lost on me as they all try to, I'm going to say, derail every effort that uh, the Trump administration has had downplay it. They've done everything they can to keep this as hysterical as possible. You know, never let a crisis go to waste, that old Democrat mantra. Do you remember back in 2009... When Obama got elected and he starts talking about all these harebrained schemes, he's going to come like Obamacare, which was a debacle mm-hmm. that we all remember how badly the role, every aspect of it was, a, it just was a disaster. Right. Or airlifting cash to the Ayatollah. It's like he comes out with all these harebrained schemes, these ill-considered ideas, and conservatives objected. They're like, hey, this Obamacare, this isn't going to work. And as we well know, since they implemented Obamacare and all of the Democrats are still running on health care solutions, obviously Obamacare wasn't the solution that they told us it was going to be because we shouldn't. Be. Why are the Democrats running on health care now if they told us Obamacare was going to be the fix that we needed? Right. Uh, so exactly. But at the time, conservatives warned They're like this isn't going to work. Of course, we were all right. But what did they say about us back then? If we were rooting for Obama's ideas to crater. You're rooting for the president to fail. That's treason. You're not a real patriot. A real patriot would never root for the president to fail. 
And I'm like, well, if the president's ideas are un-American, yeah, I'm not rooting against him. But now, all of a sudden, the president isn't trying to impose uh, a healthcare dictatorship on the people. He's not trying to defraud the country out of trillions of dollars with harebrained schemes that clearly won't work. He's trying to protect Americans from a virus. That's what he's trying to do right now, and they're hammering him for it, even lying about him for it, uh, about the things that he's done and said. Uh, lying about what he knew when he Trump didn't take this seriously early enough. You mean back when you guys were still reprinting articles saying that China promised that it's not a uh, human to human virus back then. Right. You guys are complaining about that. You're saying Trump was his travel bans were racist. Now it's like, Oh God, we need to lock everybody down. I'm like, that's not what you guys said. Right. Back then. So it's, it's this constant, whatever he comes up with, they want it to fail. No, Obama was new. Guys like me wanted Obamacare to fail because we knew it was going to turn into. We were right. Right. But Obama was trying to impose something on us that did not meet an immediate crisis need. This is an immediate crisis. Trump is merely trying to solve the problem, and they are literally doing everything they can to throw up roadblocks. Mm -hmm. So if I was a traitor in 2009, I don't even know what you call these people in 2020. Treasonist. Well, I was going mean, well, I mean, they. Tried I can tell that. you one they, thing. They that, already tried that. Yeah, I know. I can tell you one thing that we're not going to call any of them, Mr. President. <laughs> well, that's very true. I don't know about you, dude, but I feel like this is going to the blowback from this is actually going to exceed the. They were in trouble because impeachment fell on its face. I. This may be. I, it's possible the Democrats have put themselves into a multi-cycle fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may disagree. I don't know. I'm, you, may, you may think I'm overplaying. That. No, I, I mean, definitely this election. Well, yeah, no doubt. And then you, you, know, you don't think Grandpa Joe's going to pull it out at the last I, minute? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Poor you bastard. Would, you, you would think if your uh, if your main guy is running for president, <laughs> you'd like put him out there with some information that might actually help some you people. Were, and, we were talking earlier before the program, Mikey. Was you were you were mentioning the fact that Biden's been a little bit on the uh, the QT? Of I mean, you would think if he should have like no, here's the plan that we should be going with with this. Instead, he has. This these, is why I should have be you president. Seen any of the the shadow briefings that he's had? <laughs> yes. I'm like, kids, if this was on video, and, and you know, God love you, you don't have to sit through that. Mm-hmm. You never have to. You'll probably never have to see our faces, and, and lucky you for that. But uh, that <laughs> the face I'm making when uh, I I think of <laughs> Joe Biden's shadow shadow coronavirus briefings is the same kind of is the same kind of face that you make like when. Um, when somebody says, hold my beer and watch this, mm-hmm. and you sit there and you go, Uh-oh. oh, this isn't going to go well. Uh-oh. You know, you get the eyebrows up. That's the face I'm making. I'm like, I'm watching Biden up there. I'm like, I don't even know what to say about it. It's so weird. Yeah, it is. And, uh, it, it, you know, I've made jokes here on the last pot on the right repeatedly over time about the fact that Biden is just lost in the fog. Right. And I underestimated his electability because the guy is obviously going to be the nominee. And I've already admitted that. So before you call P. Hutt, I've already admitted I was wrong about Biden. <laughs> well, he heard that. Kids, the last one of the last stop OGs, his buddy of ours. Uh, and when I got it wrong about Biden, and I did, uh, my man called me the, the, the instant it became clear that by, I guess it was right after Super Tuesday. Right. We get clear that Biden was going to be the nominee. Uh, I think within seconds, my man was on the phone. Like, ha ah, ha, you were wrong. 
I'm like, yeah, I know. But I keep looking at him and I keep making this joke. I'm like, I feel bad for the guy. You know, we talked about it last week that this may be just the Democrats are like, yeah, we know we're screwed. So we're going to let him. He's been around forever. It's like a door prize. We'll let him be the nominee once, like the Republicans did for McCain in 2008. Right. You know, like, okay, go be fine. You're going to lose, but go be the nominee. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see this as a, as a guy that we should be taking seriously. And I feel and no, I feel bad right. for him. You're right. I really do because right. I don't think he's. Huh. Well, it's easy to make the joke like, "Oh my God, this dude is so old and so lost." And ha ha, shuffleboard, nipple high pants, and white patent leather shoes. And we've made all the jokes about the fact that this is just a wandering senior citizen. But really, what are we doing here, kids? I mean, in the middle of all this crisis that we've essentially ginned up because yes, coronavirus is bad. No, you don't want it, but it's still, you know, it, it's, it's really just the flu. Right. Um, but we look at a guy like Biden in a situation like this and go, I mean, I mean, this dude, as you pointed out, he's just, he's just MIA. And I think it's, I think honestly, it's because they don't know what else to do with him. Right. That's, you know, I mean, well, but, I don't know what you do with a guy like that. Though. I mean, really it's the, the kind of, the whole party is kind of MIA on it. They're like, oh, it's all oh, just criticism. Yeah, they're like, oh, what Trump's doing is wrong. Yeah, but we don't have any suggestions. Oh, for yeah. you. So. we heard all about how the my pillow guy is a douchebag or whatever. But I didn't see or hear a single of the people that were making all that noise do offer anything in terms of well, okay, but if if you object so strongly to his N95 masks because they're tainted by conservatism <laughs> or whatever, where are you go get the replacements, right? Fine, don't use it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, seriously, but that's it's the same thing. And then they've been doing that, but as you pointed out, where is the alternative? What could Biden offer us in terms of, I don't know, I was going to say even information. Is there anything that their bo- Joe Biden could share that would make a difference? No, probably not. You know, and I don't know if you noticed, but Barry was out this week. Yeah. His big buddy, Barry, who continues to not endorse Biden, which I personally think is another sign that this is just a door prize for Joe. Right. That nobody's serious because they don't want to spend any of whatever capital Obama has left endorsing a guy who can't possibly win. Right. But whatever the circuit they buy, yeah, Obama came back this week mm-hmm. talking about climate change. He's like, if we've learned one thing, it's climate change needs to be addressed. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't really think global warming and coronavirus. Uh, Unless it was global warming that was eating bat soup. That <laughs> right. bastard. Mr. Warming, were you eating bat soup in Wuhan again? Cut it out. No, seriously, he was always talking about that. And I'm like, yeah, you, we all know what that is. It's just like, hey, I'm still important. Right. Hey. I'm like, what's the matter, Barry? You worried about climate change suddenly concerns you? You worried the basement of that island palace that you bought in the Atlantic Ocean might get a little soggy, huh? Right. Oh, maybe we thought, maybe we should have rethought the purchase. Hmm. Hmm. Whose problem is that, Barry? I, the other people that I am sick of hearing from are the California, anybody in California, period. Right. Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, I don't care who it is, I do not want to hear from these people. They're talking about we should stop airing the Trump press conferences because it's misinformation and bibbity bobbity boo and you know there's conservative people who's got guys like the my pillow. I'm like, well, gotta get information somewhere. Ain't none of you fools providing it. Right. But I gotta I gotta watch press conferences with with Nancy Pelosi talking about what? I mean, what was the thing this week? Oh, they want to do another investigation. They wanna have a how they wanna see if they can try another coup. 
Right. She and Schiff are out here. They're talking about that they want to have an investigation into the Trump administration's response to the coronavirus. I mean, we need to look into that. Yeah, we need to spend another $50 million of taxpayer money on another goofy coup attempt because everything else you guys have failed. Do you really think that, uh, presuming, I mean, I don't know what you've heard. You're more in tune with the actual details. When is the current projection that we emerge from the horror of coronavirus? Oh, man, I have now. You know, I, I mean, the president's saying, you know, it could be June. Okay, so June. You know, push right. it out to June. But Say worst case scenario continues until what, August? Right. You really think the American people are going to want to come out of this? I mean, it's, I got to tell you, have you ever, well, I know you and I remember it, but for those of you who don't remember or have blocked it out, the last day of school uh, when you were like in fifth grade and you didn't have, it was you were just before you got to the point in school where you'd have like the crazy summer reading list and summer might not actually be totally awesome. Right. Or like when I was that age, my old man was like, hey, you know, you want to spend in cash? Homeboy better go get himself a job. Right. But like that fifth, sixth grade era, when you're old enough that you can like get around on your own, you know, mom doesn't need you to be within sight of the window all the time. You know, you can have fun and you're big enough to have like fun, fun, but you're not old enough that summer's packed full of job stuff and, and summer reading. Right. That last day of school. Okay. For those kids, you ever watch those kids get out of school? Oh yeah. It is like they are throwing up the gate, throwing open the gates of perdition. Mm -hmm. Kids are out of there. It is like, what? it is a full on party. When the national sense of virus fear is lifted, which whenever that is, whether it's in June or July or August, uh, among other things, nine months from then, there are going to be so many babies. But <laughs> no, you know what though? I, hold, gonna be on, a, hold on, I have my theory on uh, that though. Is, okay, is okay. Yeah, we may have a baby boom, but it's only going to be to first-time parents because anybody else has their kids at the house with them, and they're going <laughs> hell no. It's only going to be first-time parents that have a boom. I can guarantee you because if you're because if you because already I, have a you, child, you know, the horror. right, because you have suddenly become a school teacher, an <laughs> online school teacher, and you're having to teach your kids. And then your husband or, you know, some woman's doing that. And then her husband comes rubbing up against him. She's like, hell no, no, no. get away have from me. Have you seen this nightmare exactly. in this house? Have you seen this? Exactly. I think that is probably one of <laughs> there you go, kids. So let it be known. Mike, the demographer has spoken. <laughs> First-time first parents, parents only. only. Uh, you're probably right about that. <laughs> However, I will say this, though. It's going to be a nationwide, it's going to be a global party, man. Oh, the yeah. end of oh, the yeah. summer is going to be amazing. Right. People are going to be, like, getting out of prison happy. Mm -hmm. Okay? Do you really think at that moment what they're going to want to hear from the Democrat Party that literally attempted to stop every effort to relieve this, this pandemic? You really think they're going to want to say, hey, you know, what are the Democrats up to? Oh, well, what we're going to do is we're going to take another 50 mil or so. And we're going to drop it on another <laughs> yes. investigation to the president because of some others. You know, we're just going to keep coming at him. It's like, oh, God, another coup attempt. Right. <gasps> oh, the face palms. I mean, it's like give you a headache. And who's leading the charge? The human thumb so and Nancy. Adam Schiff and, yeah, the human thumb and Gam Gam back at it. I'm like, you know... Your state is probably the most unsanitary state in the union. It's... Your streets, and in the cases of both Nancy and Adam, 
Your, your actual, the city that you live in's streets are paved in human feces. Whoop, sorry, buddy. <laughs> I knocked my drink over and scared the house dog. Uh, paved in human feces and use syringes. San Francisco, literally there is an app so you know which areas are particularly duty-esque today. Duty-esque. I'm just I love saying. It. I love and it. these people from this place whose leadership has created this <laughs> magnificent tableau of poo and sticky things. All right. The, the, the queen, the king and queen of hepatitis land are going to come to you in, as you enjoy those first rays of sun on your face after the long summer of our discontent and say, hey, can we have 50 mil to open another investigation of the president? How do you think people are going to react to that? And we talked about, and again, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, we're talking multi-cycle losses as a result of this at best, at best. But again, it's, hey man, we got to get him any way we can get him. They just can't give up on it. They just, they can't let it go. Pelosi has another plan. Actually, I just saw this. This just popped up here uh, as we're recording the last pod on the right. And I'm sure you're going to hear about this on uh, whether it be from laststopontheright.com, you're going to hear, I'm sure you will hear about this at America's Podcast Network, KLRN Radio.net. Uh, Pelosi, oh, Gam Gam's pushing another little thing for the fall. Vote by, this is a, this, I'm quoting a tweet by her. Vote by mail is essential to protecting the future of our democracy as we confront this health crisis. There is no legitimate argument against enacting it. All right, well, anytime, first of all, anytime a liberal says to you, there is no legitimate argument against my point, what, that's like the everybody knows. The moment a liberal opens with that, you know that whatever's about to happen is garbage. Right. Because, I mean, come on. There's no legitimate. Yeah. How? Hey, Nance. How about the fact that Democrats have a hard time restraining themselves from fraudulent voting during normal? Obama walked all over John McCain, and you still had massive voter fraud. You didn't even need it. You couldn't right. help yourselves. Right. Vote by mail. Oh, I'm sure they won't abuse that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that you'd bloody well better check your mail every day because if you don't ever get that ballot, <laughs> I'm sure someone got it for you. Right. You're going to end up with a whole bunch of people. Ballots will go missing. People won't receive them, so they get duplicates, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, exactly. True. I can already tell you how the Democrats would do it. Only in their districts, though. <laughs> yeah, but the dead people in Republican districts don't give a damn. <laughs> That's true. I'm just saying. I could tell you the ways <laughs> that the Democrat Party, which has <laughs> established itself as a party literally incapable. It's not even a, a, a strategy. They can't help themselves. As I pointed out, there were thousands upon thousands of fraudulent votes cast for Obama back in 2008. Right. There was never a, mo- a moment that Obama was going to lose to John McCain. Man. I mean, let's be honest, kids. McCain was never going to beat Obama. But even then, in a walkover, they couldn't help themselves. You can imagine what this would be like. So you're going to get people that, first of all, they're going to make sure all the illegal aliens get the ballots one way or another. You know, because they put all that paper back into the system. You mail them back in. It's be like, oh, God, I don't want to count all these. So we want to have to check them all to make they're legit, make sure they're legit. So they'll be sampled. So tons of fraudulent ballots would get through. 
Right. First of all. Second of all, you're going to have Democrat Party operatives saying, you know, they'll get their ballot. And then they'll call and they'll say, I didn't get it. And they get another one. Right. Now there's two ballots. Make a couple adjustments, maybe write in a dead guy's name for the one, send it back in. Well, yeah, but, you know, there's ways to check around that. There are. There are ways to ensure that that is not done fraudulently. But we're not talking about, like, the high school prom queen election. We're talking about, you know, ostensibly close to 150 million of these things. Right. You know, you imagine having, I mean, there's limits to what can be done if a major fraudulent effort is made. I'm just saying. So that was something. And again, we're talking about this in the middle of the coronavirus epidemic that they have turned into a global health pandemic crisis. Oh, my God. Nightmare. Right. And then they're trying to pull stunts like this, like they were trying to put abortion funding on the COVID relief bill, like they put the Kennedy Center funding on the COVID relief bill. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you guys are trying to kill the bill because you don't want anything helpful to happen when you're not in control. Which is really what, you know, the basis of it is. We don't want anything that can be used that we can't use as a political weapon. So if somebody else comes up with it and it's a good idea. Oh my God, he's spreading COVID. Oh my God, I just sneezed. Now we're all going to (laughs) die. Yeah, that's the other problem living down in Savannah, Georgia. (laughs) Yes, I mean, it is is snowing yellow outside (laughs) right now, kids. And, you know, you come down, if you have never been in the Southeast, especially the coastal Southeast, where all the bloody live oaks are. Right. And they're so beautiful and everybody loves, oh my God, these things produce pollen like you would not believe. And the pine trees. And there's so much of it. And people come down here and they're like, Oh my God, how come everybody's got a cold in the spring? It's like, nah, no, we it's, don't. We we're allergies. just inhaling clouds <laughs> of pollen. You go outside and you get a snoot full of that stuff and you sneeze and it's, you're like, okay, do, do I have allergies or did I contract the Chinese yeah, murder Yeah, now, now you're definitely doing that. So everybody's looking at you. But uh, um, anyway, that's the idea that that would be something that you would try to exploit right now, literally of no value whatsoever to anyone, to anyone. Nope. Well, you know, it's, and that's something that I've more and more, I've been saying this to different people this week, and I'm not trying to be cruel when I say it, but for example, when uh, you've got, they're planning investigations into the Trump administration's coronavirus response. The coronavirus is still a thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're a little busy. I mean, it's incredible how unpopular that is and how incredibly unaware of that, that they are. I mean, do you got, I... It's, it's, I don't know how you get that far into the bubble. I really don't. And I'm not saying this is necessarily to be, I'm not trying to be mean or I'm just saying, I mean, I'm a conservative dude, but I'm aware when conservatives go off the beam, when, you know, when you, or when Republicans who say they're conservative start screwing around and you're like, Hey, that's not acceptable behavior, you know? Right. And, and I, I, I don't know how you get this far up your own partisan ass. <laughs> That you can't actually, that you actually sit there and think, well, we'll just investigate him again. And we'll investigate over the thing that's still happening right now. Right. Like, this is, you're building houses on spec here, guys. Might as well get started. Well, I mean, you know, you know building houses on spec is an, expensive pro- is an expensive proposition if nobody buys the damn house. Right. I don't know how many contractors in the universe have gone under because they built houses that people didn't buy for whatever reason. Right. 
Uh, but that's what the Democrats are doing. They're structuring an electoral strategy based on something that I'm like, you guys better hope this works. Right. And your track record would suggest it is not going to. <laughs> yes. And your track record would suggest that it is not going to. Uh, I don't know, man. There's there's other stuff that, that coronavirus that we probably should be talking about. But there's a moment where you go, God, man, there's a human cost to this that I still don't hear people talking about, except on social media. I don't know. My, uh, my nephew, no prom, no senior prom. Oh, I know. You know, and that's happening obviously to kids all over the country. Right. Um, a lot of them aren't going to be able to walk in their graduation. Just going to get the diploma in the mail. They were hoping and they were hanging on. They say, well, maybe we can do it in the summer. You know, we'll have a late thing or something. But in a lot of places, they're just like, look, it's not going to happen. No. I mean, these are, you know, it doesn't seem like that big a deal to a lot of people. Especially when you get to be, you know, curmudgeons like you and me, you know, Statler and Waldorf from the, from the Muppet show up in our opera box. I mean, we may not remember the joy of being a high school senior, but I get a sense of it, you know, or whatever. And you see these kids and, you know, a lot of them, I don't know, man, getting out of high school was kind of a big step. Going from high school to college was a big step for me. For a lot of people, it is. That's a big moment. That 18th birthday is a big moment. That graduation from high school is a big moment for millions of Americans. That is the end of their academic career. Now you're an adult. You're off to either in the military or you're off to work. I mean, for quite a few. And increasingly, because it's becoming more and more apparent that college is a complete scam. Mm -hmm. You know, you got kids hit 18 and that's as far as they're going. That's the last moment that they have to be celebrated just for being them. And it's being taken away. And it, and it's not, this is not anybody's fault. I'm not blaming, well, it's the Chinese fault. I'm not blaming the Democrat media complex for this either. Uh, it just, it's, it's sad. I feel bad for these kids. Oh, I mean, there's, there's, sucks. there's nice stories. Now you, with your kids, I'm sure they're like, fine, I don't have to go back to school. I, you know, I mean, my, my, yeah, my youngest is definitely that way. My, my, but my older daughter, she's, she was kind of upset because, you know, she's a freshman in high school, but she's going to be in the, the, the school production of the wizard of Oz oh, and, they, and, they can't have and it. they can't have it. And, you know, so she was kind of, you know, she'd be, they'd been practicing. Like, and I mean, you know, it was, that's a whole semester of work that she, put Oh yeah. Into they'd it. been practicing since just after Christmas oh, and, you know, see, so that's, that sucks, that's out man. the window, but you know, and then like, you know, you got all these kids that did spring sports. That's just all gone. Oh yeah, man. None of it. I mean, there's I mean, there's a know, there's a nation full of high school baseball players that are not playing right now, or or could have played their last game ever. Yeah, you know, you know, guys that maybe were good enough to play in high school, but this is we're not looking not at a college, college ball right, player, and right. certainly not a minor leaguer or anything like that. This is going to be their game. This yep. is going to be it, and now they don't get to do it. That see, there, and there is stuff like that that it's like we forget about. I I'm, I know. Nobody really wants to hear this. And they go, I don't want to hear Ben, you know, pontificate on the tragedy of, of something like this because it's happened before. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But still, there's this part of me that I'm like, you don't hear these stories. It's like we don't. There is a human part of this that has nothing to do with whether or not you get the virus, whether or not, you know, your, pol- your politics were affected, or whether you voted for this guy or that guy, or you believed this or didn't believe that or whatever. You know, an 18 or 17 year old in all likelihood, does not give a damn about this. Right. They just know that the rest of their school year just got heisted. Right. You know, an 18-year-old, he's never going to get He's never gonna get to go to the prom. She's never going to get to play in that, that last softball game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's stuff that bothers. And it bothers me that we're so wrapped up in being pissed at each other that we're ignoring these stories. 
Not that I would say you want to celebrate them, obviously. But it's... Uh, even I find myself so wrapped up in, in saying to liberals, like, good Lord, you are... It's incredible that you can walk. <laughs> because you're so dumb. Right. And in a lot of cases, these are people who would claim to be very, very well educated. And they're either, you know, lying or just stupid. But it's like, good Lord, man. But we're, and I'm doing that. And what am I not doing? I'm, you know, some, if you, I guess I would say this. If you know a high school kid that just lost, you know, prom or something like, do something nice for some kid somewhere. I don't know. You get kids, yeah, they're pissing you off because you've been stuck in a house with them for a couple of weeks now. And by the time it's over, you're going to be like, oh, dear God in heaven. Right. But don't forget, don't forget that, uh, you know, hey, man, they're going through something too. I don't know. Just trying to show a little humanity. Right. I know it's out of place for me. People are like, man, I hate when Ben tries to act like a real person. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I was just like sitting here going, who the hell walked in here? Well, oh, did, did, I, did, man, I miss, come on. did I miss somebody coming in? Come on. I will say this, though. Uh, who is this person? Did want to actually spend a couple of moments. Is they're going to put China. I don't know if you heard this yet. They're going to put China on the UN human rights, the the UNHCR, I guess, the, the human rights thing. China. Mm. China that just unleashed this disaster on the world and made it 10 times worse by repeatedly lying about it. Right. And by the way, they also put Muslims in concentration camps and political executions are par for the course. And now they're going to be on the human human UN Human Rights Commission. Like, well, do we need any more? It's like, that's a double whammy right there. Right. Like, so we've just learned that the Chinese are complete freaking garbage. And uh, and the UN is worse. Hey, they need somebody with first-hand accounts. <laughs> well, the, that's the problem is that the, the account the Chinese say that they're giving you has nothing to do with what well, actually happened. That is very true. Now, granted, I don't want to downplay just the sanitation aspect. Yes, a country of 1.8 billion people run by communists is going to be a dump in a lot of places. Right. The places they want, this is that's how it always is in communist countries. Hmm. The places that they want you to see are spotless. Everything else, it's a facade. Everything else is a nightmare. As always true in communist countries. You go to these wet markets in places like the Wuhan province, and you're going to see things that you're like, I'm surprised we don't get corona, something like a coronavirus every 10 minutes from these guys. Right. Because it is unbelievable. It's like, it's like a blender of like biomass right. with people and poop and pigs and chickens and bats and cats and things that you would never even consider food right and crushed rhino horn powder and i mean it just you go to these places and it, there's of course you're brewing viruses in here right like if i was going to set up a situation where human beings could mix together enough just bad news to make really bad things well that would work I how mean, about a bushmeat factory in africa okay that sounds like it would work exactly or how about a bio but then the other part of it is that while that looks that way, it I keep going back to the fact that the Chinese told all of these lies. And I know they have their whole thing about saving face. I am increasingly convinced that the wet markets were a bus stop on the way from the military bioengineering facility to the world. You're right. I mean... How many? Two of the doctors that raised the alarm early in China have now mysteriously... Mm-hmm. And not of the coronavirus? Right. I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) So a communist country accidentally creates a global pandemic 
and the doctors who could tell us different mysteriously die before they can explain to us what really went. I'm sure there's nothing uh, strange <laughs> going on there. I'm like, come on, man. And then the UN, which through the World Health Organization was out there saying, you know, hey, we got to, uh, uh, the Chinese say there's no human to human transmission. The World Health Organization printed that and sent it out as guidance to everyone in the world based on the word of the Chicom government. Mm-hmm. And then they're, and now we're going to hear from people that somehow this is Trump's fault. Are you kidding me? The UN that you guys love so much was telling us as late as mid-January, nothing to worry about. The Chinese told us, so we're good. Right. Oh, okay, the Chinese told you? Great. I'm sure that's completely above board. I'm sure we have nothing to fear now because you know the Chicoms are on, <laughs> the Chicoms are on the case. These guys, man. But that have you know that having been said, it doesn't change the whether or not they did this on purpose, whether or not they did it sort of on purpose, or whether or not this really was just a complete accident. The reality is, COVID nineteen is a part of your daily life now, kids. Yeah, it is. So, what's your guess, man? Long term, uh, you know, I'm still going with the uh, like. Uh, in the worldwide, like two million, really infected and two million maybe, infected or two million dead, two million infected. Oh, that's not that bad. And, and well, maybe, I mean, and it maybe, sounds maybe, a lot, but. and maybe a hundred thousand deaths. All right, so you got what forty something thousand cases in the U.S. I, I don't even know what I the number. Think, right I, now. Think, I think it's higher than it's that. Higher than I, that I, I think I think the U.S. has gone over a hundred thousand. Right, well, so, over a hundred thousand. So yeah, I'm gonna spike it a little bit. I'm gonna say we're gonna be closer to ten million cases. And somewhere, it's going to be less than a million dead people. Right. And very, and a percentage of that, a very small percentage in this country. Right. When this is over with, we're going to have some reckoning, though. We're going to have to do some examining. We're going to have to look at ourselves for a minute here when this is all over with and say to ourselves, who the hell have we been letting us, have? who the hell have we been letting walk us around by the nose? Because we took everything the Chinese told us as fact and none of it was, and it all of those lies made it so much worse. The people to whom we theoretically should work look at a global level, like the World Health Organization, they're useless. Hell, man, this week, the director of the World Health Organization was, uh, was buckling down on the coronavirus epidemic by having a phone conversation with freaking Lady Gaga. That wow. was literally national news on, like, Wednesday or something. Wow. Like, why the hell is the director of the World Health Organization talking... We're in the middle of a Chinese-engineered global pandemic that is probably going to kill hundreds of thousands of people worldwide. And while as a percentage of the population, that's not much, it's still a lot of damn people. Right. And it'd be like taking, I don't know, the city of Charlotte and just wiping it off the map. Right. That, that's a lot. Right? And so in the middle of that, the director of the World Health Organization is on the phone with a lady who went to the Grammys dressed as an egg. Or wore a meat dress. Oh, that's right. She wore the meat dress, too. Mm-hmm. Sean Penn is on CNN telling us about how to defend ourselves against this. Dude, he was Spicoli. When this is over, my friends, <laughs> we are going to have to take a good, long, and very hard look at ourselves and the people to whom we have been listening and the people whom we have been trusting. And I'm not just talking about the Democrat media complex in this country, although that certainly deserves examination because they have actively worked against solutions to this crisis from the beginning. Right. Obviously, the Chinese are no good, but we already knew that. But I, man, when this is over, I would, if I was Trump, I'd be like, you know, union, hey, UN, 
we're out. Clear, clear your crap out of our city because we're going to sell that real estate too. Go back to Switzerland or whatever. Right. Because you guys are useless. You're actually worse than useless. You're dangerous. Mm. All right, kids. I don't want to spend the whole day. I don't want to ruin your day with all this downtrodden stuff. My friends, we're going to run out of time anyway. Uh, appreciate all of you who have been here. If you want to email us, you can do so through our website, laststopontheright.com. Check us out, our Facebook group. There is a Last Stop on the Right Facebook group. Both Mikey and I are available through that. And, of course, our Twitter feed is at LastStopOTR. Also, quick reminder, check out all of the much better programs than this one <laughs> available to you at America's Podcast Network. K-L-R-N Radio dot net. And of course, until next week, my friends, I am Ben Crystal. I am Mike Gable, and I'm telling you, just stay your ass home. Just stay your damn just ass. Stay, just stay home. Until next week, kids, this has been the last pod on the right. Y'all keep it in the short grass. We out! <laughs> <laughs>